0: What's going on boys and girls and welcome back to another episode of eating shit today quick lesson We've already covered this a few times on the podcast in its short existence I'm still getting used to talking with headphones on I I have to ditch the headphones for doing these solo ones um But specifically, um basically just getting out of a pinch in business and In my short career, I have been in quite a few different pinches in business. And, um, you always get out of them, I guess, you know, everything, everything ends up working out. Um, but specifically I was just thinking about a few times recently that, uh, that I've been in in a pinch and how I got out of those situations. So I'll go through a couple examples here. Um, and then one kind of, one kind of in detail, just so you get set the stage with the story and you fully understand kind of what, what I was going through and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, it, it all boils down to relationships. That's what we've talked about on the show a few times, talked about on my YouTube a few times. Um, but as I get further along, it just becomes more and more apparent how important relationships are. Um, and, not only just for you know getting more opportunities and doing things easier um, than without them, but also for situations like I'm about to outline for you know getting yourself out of uh, different situations or out of a pinch because of people that you can call on and just having you know those developed relationships. And I was thinking about this you know while while these things were going on and I was pretty much just grateful it's like fuck. Good thing I know that guy because if I didn't know him or I hadn't done deals with him before or, you know, if this was like, you know, our first encounter or our first deal together or something, like none of this stuff ever would have happened. It takes a long time to develop those relationships to be able to call on people like this and actually have them perform and or have them like want to help you out because they know that you're in a bad spot or whatnot and, you know, they're going to win as well. So uh, it's always a win-win, you know, when you can work stuff out like this, but um, to get into it, I mean, the, the first one that I was thinking about, um, so this was a wholesale deal that we did closed it probably about a month ago now. And it was kind of a weird situation. There was a lot of blunders on our end, just not being like super clear on the strategy from the jump it was one of those things where it's like, we closed it over the phone and we were looking at like the previous photos and the sellers told us that it had been remodeled and all this other stuff. Yeah. And their price expectations were pretty high, but it was like, you know, they would take a discount and we took it super, super tight when we put it in contract. Um, and then when we, when we went to walk the property, like, yes, it was remodeled, but it was just like, really really like di wrong work um to the point where you know it might look okay in photos but in the shoes of a retail buyer you gotta walk that property and you're looking at it to buy for yourself um you can just tell like basically the work wasn't done right and you end up gonna have to redo a lot of it It just kind of looks weird or there's like the wrong materials or you can tell it wasn't professionally done is what i'm trying to say Um, and it was tenant occupied, which always sucks for flipping. Like no one wants tenant occupied deals, you know, whenever, if you're trying to wholesale a deal and it's tenant occupied, your buyer's list gets cut by 75% right off the bat, just because people don't want to deal with it if they don't absolutely have to, or if it's like a great deal or whatnot, because your, your hold time is longer, you know, you you have a lot more uncertainty, especially with what's going on in the market today, um, with, longer hold time, your holding costs go up if you're borrowing money. And um, also, you have more of a risk because like that person, even though they're a tenant, even if they are paying, which a lot of times when we take stuff tenant occupied, they're not paying or they're squatters or whatever. But even if they are on a lease, or they are paying or they're month to month or whatever, um, you have the risk of them turning into a squatter. So a lot of times, you know, people don't even want the deal. And originally, because we had to take this one so tight, we were planning on just basically buying it. Uh, The tenant had like a couple months left on, on their lease, uh, holding it until they were out of there and then just going in and cleaning it up, you know, maybe do like interior paint or something after they move out because it, from the previous photos, it looked fine. Uh, And then just relist it and, you know, basically do like a whole tail, like a a small flip like that. Um, But then when we went to walk it, clearly that wasn't going to happen because um, there's no way that we would have commanded that resale for this property that just like didn't look good when you walked it and also the floor plan was much weirder and stuff you know when you're when you're closing over the phone a lot of times you can't see that type of stuff even though we did have photos it was just like when you walk it you're like god this is a weird fucking house like the master bedroom is like upstairs and um it's it almost feels like a loft type thing where it's hard to describe over audio but you know, the, usually the walls in a room, you know, they go straight up and then you have a flat ceiling or whatever. Maybe you have a vaulted ceiling. This like the walls were vaulted because they kind of matched like the, the pitch of the roof almost. So it, it was like, it didn't feel like a big master. And that was like the master suite, you know, the other two bedrooms are downstairs, but they're just regular bedrooms without a a bathroom in them. So stuff like that, that you, you miss over the phone. And when we close in person, you know, our acquisition manager, Kyle, he's out there and he can go and, you know, if if he sees something weird like that, he'll call us and be like, "Hey, this is the master. Like, check the photos because um, we upload photos in real time." Um, so, you know, we don't know these things until we sign the uh, purchase agreement, and we did it. They they were local, but you know, it was tenant occupied, and they didn't want to you know disturb the tenant until they knew it was like a for sure thing and all that stuff. So, did it over the phone, and that's what happened. So. We walk it, we figure this out. We're like, yeah, the resale is not going to be as high anyway because it's a fucking weird house and the condition is not great. Like it's still going to need basically a cosmetic remodel. It's not going to be like paint the interiors and sell it for what the flipped value is. Um, So we end up like needing a huge price reduction on it to the point where we're like, yeah, they're never going to take this. Um, But, you know, it's always worth the ask and we don't ever want to do that. Um, you know, we never contract something in anticipation of needing a price reduction. We try to get it right on the first time, but you know, with a situation like that, that's what happens sometimes. So we rerun the numbers. We look at what it would resell for. We look at probably what we're going to have to do to rehab the longer hold time, all this stuff. So we come up with the new price and they end up accepting, which we we thought we were just going to cancel. But instead of canceling, you know, it's like, all right, at least ask for it. So with that, we're still prepared to buy it, um, but we still like, aren't that excited about it just because of what it is and, you know, all the other stuff that comes with the tenant occupied properties. So with only a couple weeks left where we have to close it, we're like, okay, well, let's see if, uh, let's see if we can wholesale it and, you know, just make a smaller fee that way. And then we don't have to deal with like taking it down and flipping it and all that other stuff. Um, so we did that, you know, we got access again. You have to coordinate with the tenant. You have to coordinate with the property manager. Uh, It's just like a pain, Uh, took some buyers through there and pretty much like, I don't blame this buyer for doing this. It was just like bad communication. I should have never put us in this situation anyway. But basically I had one of our VIPs come walk it done a lot of deals with them. Super cool guy. And he was like, yeah, I'm gonna, we'll take it. And you know, I have this friend, I should have asked more about this partnership, but basically this guy was moving here or something. And I didn't even know he's moving here. I thought he was just like from out of town and he was going to fund the deal for this guy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's coming into town next week and he wants to walk it. I'm like, okay, mind you, when I say next week, you know, this was, I think we did a, the walkthrough like Thursday, the week before. And then we were supposed to close that Friday. Um, so not one day later, but eight days later. And so already we're like kind of cutting the timelines Thin just because we were unclear on what we were going to do with this thing from the jump. And then now I'm putting us in a situation because, you know, he wants, he says he's good, but he wants to walk it. And the guy's not going to be there until Wednesday, the next week, and we're supposed to close Friday. So I'm trying to get ahead of like, you know, how, are, how can this gross over? Like, are they going to cancel? Is he going to try to cancel? I'm like, but you're good to go. Like you've seen it. You've seen like the home inspection, you've seen all the photos, the videos, and you actually walked it. So like, do you anticipate anything changing after he sees it? No, 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 we're good to go. I'm like, okay, cool. So I trusted him because he's a VIP and um, that exact thing happened. Um, You know, we go to do the final walkthrough Wednesday night and the dude, not, not the VIP, but his buddy like starts trying to negotiate with me, me in the backyard. And I just looked at him. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he there was just like bad communication all around i should have asked more about what this partnership was going to be like turns out he was actually the buyer not just like a partner in this deal and then um you know he didn't know that this was like a done deal good to go whatever and he's from like a wholesale heavy market which reno is not um so you know he opens up immediately with like well you know there's a lot of deals coming up and i'm like dude you literally moved here today like you're standing in front of the guy who supplies like 90% of the wholesale deals in this market. I didn't say that to him, but like, that's what I was thinking. You know, he's like trying to pull back and like negotiate with me on the spot. And I'm just like, no. And I, I kept my cool. I almost lost it because it was very frustrating because I was just like, knew something like that was going to happen. And it did. And so now I put us in a horrible spot. Cause mind you, we're supposed to close in two days and we don't want to buy it anymore. And now I don't have a buyer. So I'm like, Oh, fuck. So here's where the relationships come in, because now I'm in a pinch, right? So, you know, luckily, I did bring a few other people through because I wouldn't have been able to get access again, because the tenant was starting to give us problems and stuff like that. And so I hit up, um, you know, two other people that came to walk it, and basically just called in a favor and was like, here's the situation, even though I gave up my hand, like they knew I was in a pinch. So that could put us back in a bad spot. But either way, I just wanted to get it, you know, get it to the finish line, perform how we said we were going to perform to the seller. And like, that's the most important thing to me. Um, So I'm like, here's the deal. You've already walked it. We got to close Friday. Like, can you pull it off? And mind you, this is now Thursday morning, because this happened Wednesday night. And it ended up working out like, We didn't make the fee that we wanted to make on it, but we made something, which was totally fine. Um, It closed on time. Um, But that never would have been possible, even with these same people, with the same buyer that ended up um, closing this. Um, You know, if I didn't know him or like this was the first deal that I ever showed him or something, and then a week later, I'm like, oh, hey, uh, actually – we'll go with you, but can you close in two days? They would have been like, what the fuck? Like, probably not. It wouldn't have worked out like that. But because we had that previous relationship and have done deals together and stuff like that, he's like, yep, like, let me make a couple calls. Let me see what I can do. Like, give me two hours. I'm like, okay, cool. And then boom, we put it together. The deal funded, titles running around, same thing, relationship with them. Like, you know, the deals like that is, I'm always scared that, uh, you know, our escrow officer is going to hate us because, You're asking them to change all this shit last minute, but, you know, talking to them, all the other buyers in town are, are much, much worse than us, I guess, as far as like just having a clusterfuck on every transaction where we try to keep our shit pretty organized. So once in a while, you know, having to have everything on fire last minute, it's not the end of the world for them, but I'm always worried about that too. But same thing, having a good relationship with them, you know, they don't, they're, it's, we know it can get done and they're just like, yep, no problem. Even though they're probably like, God damn it, motherfuckers, but they do it anyway. Um, so it ended up working out, um, but it never would have happened without, you know, that relationship. Um, and then similarly, actually the same buyer that I'm talking about, um, we just closed one today, another wholesale deal. And this was one that we were working on forever and it was a lead from an agent. Um, so again, similarly to performing the way that the, we promised the seller, we also want to do that with agents. The agent kind of put us in a bad spot on this. We were already like supposed to be in contract and it was an out of country seller and just like all this crazy stuff. It ends up fall falling out. The seller doesn't come back even though they don't need to come back. We're just like, Hey, there's a thing called the internet. We can do like an e-notary is what they call it for foreign sellers. But they insisted that they have to come back and all this other crap. It's just like a cluster always. Um, But You know, Kyle had been following up on this deal forever, a few months now. And out of nowhere, we get the call a week ago, today, that was like, hey, um, they're gonna be back, you know, like this weekend, and they wanna close before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's tomorrow, because then they're leaving. (laughs) We're like, okay. So it's like, dude, we've been freaking trying to get this thing for months, and now all of a sudden, hey. Um, we're, they're going to be here and you've got to close in a week. It's like, awesome. Okay. Perfect. So again, um, who it's, it's just like puts us in a spot, like, okay, can we pull this off? Yes. With the right people, the right relationships. And it's like, who do I know that I can trust that can actually perform that is, um, you know, that we can rely on to basically get this done. So call the same guy like that afternoon, like, Hey dude, got a deal. Here's the situation. Most important thing we have to close next Wednesday. Can you pull it off? It's like, yep. When can I walk it? It's like, let's get in there tomorrow. So we walk it ASAP. Everything's good, and so this was actually like one of the reasons why I called on him because he did this other one in two days. I was like, "Shit, we got seven on this one. Like, we're good. We just got to get them through there and walk it." So, you know, we did that. Um, we had them actually walk it before we even went into contract, just so we know that we're like totally good to go. We can give the agent and the seller total confidence on closing this thing, um, especially with how you know they're they need it closed quick, and also they're going to be flying out of the country again in five days from now or whatever. So we ended up doing that last week, all good. Um, And then put in contract, closed it, very little issues there. Um, So another example of like having those built relationships and being able to call on people when you need them. And it's like, you know, again, it's not like our regular fee that we expect on either a wholesale or a flip, but it is something, it's a free deal. And then, you know, everyone in the situation wins. The agent's going to get his commission. The seller gets the distressed property sold without going on market, we make the smaller wholesale fee and buyer gets property to flip. So it's like a win, 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 win for everyone. Um, And then third example, just real quick, another kind of a similar one. Um, This was actually a JV deal. So an out-of-state wholesaler had this deal in contract and you know, these guys, I think they do like nationwide PPC or something. That's why they get like random deals all over the country, but they're not really like heavy into a specific market. Like we are locally here with that, um, makes it very hard to dispo wholesale deals because you don't know any of the buyers personally, and you're not here to like coordinate and all that other shit. So they end up doing this and then I don't know what happened, but it ends up falling out of contract with their previous buyer. So they call us And I was like, Hey, can you find a buyer for this? Like we can split the assignment fee. I'm like, yeah, probably. So, but also like we very rarely have to JV anything like that joint venture because so few other people in this market do wholesale deals where we don't really have a good process for like, yes, we can JV. Like this is how we do it every single time. Um, because with that, like I didn't get it offered exclusively to, exclusively to me so he's also hitting up every buyer that he can find off of investor lift and stuff so that like takes away my leverage because again it's like well if the direct contract holder is contacting the same buyers i am like they have no reason to go through me like they should just go through him because you know they're going to get a better deal on it because i'm trying to mark it up a little bit so we can make a small fee for the company and the the wholesaler can get what gets what can get what he wants for the deal as well So, you know, I kind of like quit trying and then I was at a open house for one of our deals and I was, you know, talking to this other buyer, super cool guy. And he was just like, yeah, do you know about this deal? And he like pulls it up on Zillow. It's like, yeah, I know all about that one. It's like, what's the story here? I tell him all about it. And I was like, here's their situation. Like you can probably get it for this amount. Um, I know it's like super important that they close quick, like two days um, because the, the kid told me that the seller was like blowing them up and all this other drama. Um, so he's like, okay, cool. Like I'll do it. I'm like, yeah, dude, go for it. Like just hit him up. Like I guarantee you, you could get it with that if it's still available. Said, okay, cool. And then, you know, so he ends up coming back to me, the buyer, like later that day, you know, I think I told him like 185 was what he could get it for. Like pretty much no doubt as long as he could close in two days. Cause that's what they wanted. And, um, you know he comes back to me and i guess just as like a thank you for you know being cool about it and also providing him the informa- information that he needed and stuff like that he comes back to me and he was like hey um you know i'll do 190 on that house so you guys can make something too and just like set it up i was like okay cool so we end up setting it up and you know we make a 5000 fee just for basically doing some of the paperwork and making sure it closes. And it ended up not even needing to close in two days. They got an extension. It closed like two weeks later. So it wasn't like a huge cluster trying to close it in a couple of days. But all the same, you know, that comes from the relationships. If if I didn't know this guy or hadn't come, we hadn't even done a deal yet. That was the first one we did, but he had come to walk. Many of our deals have talked to him on the phone a bunch. I've met him in person quite a few times, stuff like that. Um, that never would have happened because he wouldn't have felt like, you know, oh, well, I should give them something. You know, he he basically chose to pay $5,000 more for this deal just so we could make something as like a thank you versus, you know, if we didn't have that relationship, there's probably no chance that he would have done that. He would have definitely taken the $5,000 discount and just gone direct to the, the contract holder and gone that route. So another example of, uh, you know, that wasn't really a pinch. It was like, it was a pinch for the other person, I guess. Um, but just another example of why relationships are so important, especially in our business, but that's life. That's all business, everything. So, um, that about wraps it up. No issues or wins this week. Cause I just did this shit like three days ago. And now I'm trying to get back on my Wednesday schedule for recording these. Um, so same issues and same wins as last week for the most part. So, um, thanks for watching and we will see you on the next episode.